0: There are three types of guys. Forks, knives, and spoons. Amy unpacked her dad's words along with her yellow Sony Walkman, turquoise Benetton sweater, and peach comforter set. His lesson was tucked carefully in her memory. The details recorded in her reporter's notebook, available for labeling the college guys she was about to meet. She would adhere to her father's advice. She always did, though she wasn't about to let any guy distract her from her dream of being a journalist not even a perfect steak knife. Thomas York had been animated in his utensil descriptions, and Amy sensed an aging single father's wishes for his daughter lingering behind his words. His enthusiasm that night at Bella's restaurant swept over her in a feeling of homesickness before she had even left. Now, Amy pushed down a nervous longing for home. She plugged in her new brother word processor. Her father had splurged for the large screen version with 15 lines visible at once and worried about him alone in their house. The two were knotted together with trust, love, and household chores, and while he encouraged her writing, she always heard his old-fashioned hope for her to find a husband wiggle into his advice. As the machine powered on, she mulled the idea of a feature story on men as they fit into the utensil classification system. Her undeniable romanticism mingled with her journalistic inclinations, and she envisioned her byline, Amy M. York. Car horns and hollers splatted against the glass. Amy startled and, with a yank, slid open the window overlooking the vast patio sprawled between two dorm towers. Puddles, of freshmen in stiff New Syracuse T-shirts turned together like flocks of birds facing the wind. As the honks of the cars slowed, shouts from the courtyard circulated. Amy scanned the scene. To the edge of her sight line, she saw a flutter of guys encircling a blonde poof. As they shifted and helped, It was clear the girl had fallen, purple suitcases splayed around her, and Amy noticed a bright purple skateboard, wheels up, just beyond. The stories and the details, she thought, turning away from the fading commotion outside and refocusing on her new home. She kicked her tree torrents under the desk and walked around the wall that divided the room, which had shelves and a long counter built into each side. From the doorway, Amy examined her roommate's half with a journalist's eye. All she had was a hint from the assignment letter. Veronica Warren, Newport, Rhode Island. Veronica's side of the room was tasteful and meticulously neat. Practical and serious, her bed had only one deep blue pillow that matched her Laura Ashley floral bedding. Amy glanced at the heap of pastel-toned throws on her own peachy-pinky-paisley comforter, knowing this might be the only time her bed would be made. A small lamp with an inky shade was beside Veronica's bed, spotlighting a framed photo of a bulky guy with a round, boyish face. Without stepping fully onto Veronica's side, Amy hungrily sought clues of the person she would be sharing this small space with for more than nine months. In another picture, she saw the same puerile face pressed against a fair-skinned girl with a starburst of red hair and a thin nose that came to a pretty, slightly turned-up point at the end. Red curls spilled around her face and around half of his, too. The photo gallery displayed scenes of the couple in aligned rows of dark cherry frames. Curls flung about her on a sailboat, cascaded at a prom, escaped from a woolen hat on a snowy peak, and were the only thing out of place on her entire side of their dorm room. A crescendo of noise in the hallway was punctuated by slamming doors. A cheer of, "Woohoo! class of 92 rocks, drew Amy from her room. Coming toward her was a girl with blonde bangs curled under onto her forehead. The hair just behind was curled up and teased into a feathered dome. She wore white shorts, frayed at the edges, and a boyfriend-sized football jersey. One knee was raw with scrapes. Heads bobbed out of doorways to see what they were missing. The girl glided down the gray carpet that barely softened the concrete floor beneath it and shouted, Go Brewster, floor eight! She streaked toward Amy on a skateboard tugging two purple suitcases behind her. What's your name? Where are you from? I'm from California. It's going to be such an awesome year. Go class of 92. Don't you think it'll be awesome? I am so psyched. I'm Jenny. Jenny Callista. She said, as if she loved saying her own name. Amy tried to slip in an answer, not sure Jenny was still interested. Hi, I'm Amy York. Jenny leaned past Amy and pulled the dry erase marker from its Velcro. In swirly letters, she formed a D, changed her mind, erased it, and then wrote, Jenny was here, on the message board affixed to Amy's door.